Today our scripture reading will be Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, put but on the lampstand and gives it light at all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Please be seated. I am very pleased to introduce to you uh, Brock Baker and Morgan Lightholt. These are two 11th graders who this past year served these confirmation students by coming in every month of their own choice, of their own time, to be able to share a glimpse of their life, their faith, and God's word with their students. So they'll offer a few words of uh, part of our sermon today. Hi, my name is Brock Baker, and as he said, I was one of the confirmation leaders this year, along with Morgan Lightholt and Kennedy Ross, who could not be here today. And today is your day. Starting now, your faith will be different from what it has been in your life. Today, Jesus tells you that you are ready. And to now, let your light shine on. How you choose to do so is now in your hands. There will be no Sunday school or confirmation anymore to guide you along the way. Matthew five fourteen through 15 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. You are that light. And it is time for people to see the works of Jesus through you. Now that you are confirmed and have a better understanding of your own faith, you can help guide others on their journey to come to Christ. Jesus expresses himself in mysterious ways, and now he expresses himself through you. Is, expresses himself through you, and it makes you unique. Throughout your journey and confirmation, you have learned a lot about your faith, your life, and who you are as a person. Jesus, your pastors, and your mentors will always be there to guide. However, it is now in your hands to continue your faith journey. Hi, my name is Morgan. I've been leading your 10th graders on the path to find their faith. Everyone has their own meaning of faith. Mine is, no matter what life throws at you or where life takes you, you are never alone. I just recently discovered my path of photography. One of the best feelings is getting to show those people sides of themselves they can't see. I remember being in your position and not knowing what I wanted to do, but I had this light shine and I immediately knew it was my passion. So even though most of you don't know what your calling is, Never lose the faith you gain through confirmation to help guide you. Always remember your family and friends are there to help you, even though it can seem tough or annoying at times. You may also butt heads with your parents. I know I do. But just always remember they are going to love and support the decisions you make from this day forward. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Like these two have already said, confirmation is a time in our church where we recognize you, you students, for the promises that you've made in your baptism and that you are owning for yourselves today. Today is the passing of the baton. Today you get behind the wheel of the car and choose Wendy's or Taco John's. Confirmation in our church is about diving deeper into learning about your faith. So this group of students... They've spent time learning the Apostles' Creed and the Ten Commandments. 
and the sacraments, and you took sermon notes, and you served in the community, collecting service hours. We spent time talking about how God talks to us through law and gospel, commands and promises. We spent time in small groups with other caring adults. You chose a mentor to walk alongside you, to walk alongside you and to pass the light. We even took a field trip to a synagogue to learn about other people's faith. And then you completed these beautiful faith projects that we all get to see today. Wow, that's incredible. But if there's one word that has come to some of how we understand Jesus' story, not only as Christians, but as Lutheran Christians, it's about grace. That we are saved by God's grace alone. And all of that is because of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. That is what Brock and Morgan read about, what they've told us about. If God loves us, then what was all this confirmation stuff all about? Why did we do all this? What's the point of all this stuff? If you were to ask me about how many hours I played my video games, the sweet Nintendo 64, the Sega Genesis, I know, right? I would disappear into those games, solving missions, playing with friends, annoying them, losing the game and starting over again. And if I played a game once and lost right away, and then I stopped and I never played again, what's the point? What was the whole point of playing the game in the first place? No, when it's game over, you go back to the main menu and you start again. And you play and you play and you play until you've mastered that level, beat the last bad guy, and you enjoy watching the end credits of the game. As a high school student, you've already experienced many game overs. I know. Thank you for sharing them with us. All the frustrating ends to friendships, the bad breakups, the school tickets, the traffic tickets, the family that gets sick and die. Something small becomes a powerfully bad day, week, life-altering experience. But grace is the word that says game over is not the end. That's not the end of the story for us. That's not what defines us. Grace says, I love you. No matter what grace says, you're still important and have worth, even when you can't see it in yourself. How does grace allow us to say all this? Well, we say it's the cross. It's what God has done for us, the full extent of God's love, that God reminds us and God knows about game over, about deep disappointment and fear, and that's why God sends Jesus. That's why God sent you a mentor That's why God sends you your church. Come around you, remind you, you're not alone. You are a child of God and worthy of the calling. Your mentors have served you. They have washed your feet. Your family has served you. They have washed your feet. Your church has served you. And now you have a stole on your neck. Yep. Your first word of faith is grace. God's unconditional yes to you. And if Jesus is with you and for you, how will you use all these incredible gifts? I know you have them. I've seen it. I see it every day when you walk into school. I see it every day when you serve your families, even though you don't want to or don't have to. So what small fire of faith will you share with this world? We need you. Christopher said, I'm going to mentor younger swimmers and live my life as an example of faith. Mallory said, I'm going to take my faith with me to the dance studio and then on to the stage. Levi said, through always asking questions. 
Sawyer said, I'm going to use my faith to be a better teammate on the field. And Abby said, peer ministry. Tons of great things. Isaiah said, I promise to use my God-given talent. Yep. The world is waiting. (laughs) So let your light shine. Amen.